0: So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. We are told that they are everything that we should be monitoring in podcasting. But what really constitutes an actual podcast download that is what we're going to dig into here on the podcast accelerator today and i've got a very special guest joining me as well i'm mark Asquith, with ceo and co-founder of rebel Base media where we make podcast technology such as the world's only growth oriented podcast hosting platform captivate.fm bringing to you tools and tips And a platform that is intended to help your show to grow beyond your wildest expectations. And it does work. So please, if you're considering starting a podcast, or if you're thinking, do you know what, I'm a little bit tired of my fuddy old podcasting company, my hosting platform, go and check out Captivate.fm for seven days totally free. And if you need anything, let me know personally, mark at rebelbasemedia.io. Now we are going to talk about podcast downloads. In particular, what constitutes an actual podcast download. We're going to dig into that with a fantastic friend of mine, a brother in arms, a guest on the podcast Accelerator that happens very, very rarely. It is, of course, my CTO and co-founder. And like I said, brother in everything that we do, Mr. Kieran McKeefrey. And before I bring Kieran on, I just want to give a quick shout out to the team at Aweber who run their business, just like Kieran and I run ours with fairness, with transparency, and with an eye on helping you to grow. Now, email marketing is, in my view, the best way to engage with your audience, regardless of whether that's a podcast audience, a YouTube audience, or a blogging audience. Either way, you must be building relationships via email, and Aweber has helped me to do that for the last 10 years. In fact, they've made it so easy that it feels like I actually know what I'm doing. So you can feel the very same way using Aweber's very simple tools over at markaskwith.com slash a Weber. So let's get into what constitutes a download. What constitutes a download? Like I said, we're, we're taught to really put these at the centre of all of our podcasting. You know, these are the things that we count. These are the things that theoretically sponsors count. But there is such thing as a valid download. There's such thing as an invalid download. We get regulated by a organisation called the IAB, the Interactive Advertising Bureau. So to help me explain this to you in more depth, let's bring on Mr. Kieran McKee for CTO and co-founder of Rebel Base Media, an engineer, lead engineer, the brainchild behind Captivate.fm. Kieran, how are you doing, my man? Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, dude, how's it going? Long time since you had me on last. I think it was the dub-dub announcement, I think, last time I came oh, on. Oh, yeah. That was a yeah. while ago, wasn't it? Was that last year? Was last year? I think it was last year. Yeah. Or was it before that? I can't remember now.
0: No, it can't have been because the uh, the accelerator launched last year. I think, yeah, didn't it? Was, it, so, like, it was yeah, last, year, it was. last June. Oh, what a year it's been! What a year it's been! We're all locked up in isolation, which we've got to do. And uh, obviously, we built Captivate since then. We were, I think, when we did that episode, we were about a month out from launching it. We launched Captivate publicly on the 29th of August. I actually started using it in April, which is fascinating when you think about it because. I was thinking about this the other day. We only started building Captivate in January 2019. I know we'd announced it and we'd done the branding for it. We'd even designed a couple of things like the player, but we we didn't start in earnest until about mid-January, did we?
1: No record build. I mean, long hours though. long long hours. I remember you and me speaking about two o'clock in the morning of oh, something in the uh, in the process of building it. Um, so it was it was <laughs> a long nights. To get to where we are but it's but it's been well worth it
0: it was yeah it was it was it was long hours and it was you know it was I, I think we still do the long hours i think that's just one of those things that you do as a founder anyway like i, I know we've got a team we've, we've always had the podcast websites team but we always intended on building separate teams for each of the products and now that we've done that I, you know i think we still probably work as much on it because we just love doing it but when we think back to it, it really is you and me that's built this thing. Like we had no team building it with the team was working on podcast websites and we were sort of doing captivate as a, um, you know, we don't want to affect the other business. So let's you and me just pull the extra shifts. And, um, to that end, obviously, we know Captivate inside out. There's no one on the planet that knows it better than we do. And in particular, from your side of things, obviously, you've, you've led the engineering side of things. You've built the back end of the product. Um, and now, obviously, working with Pierre and, and Ethan and the rest of the team on building the product out even further. So there's no one that knows podcast downloads as well as you do, not only in Captivate, but I, you know, I, I have absolutely no doubt at all. That you are one of the world 's foremost experts on on podcast downloads, how they work algorithmically um, and and you know looking at how people see some of the other po- podcast hosting companies and some of their experts like to me, obviously you know as much as those guys you 've built this platform i don 't think anyone knows downloads as well as you do, so do you want to get into how a download works because it 's a little bit weird isn 't it
1: yeah it's uh, it 's a similar, similar principle to I mean, I, I don't want to sound too techy, but I'll, I'll go down this tech route. So it's a similar principle to how, like, an Apache access log works. So when you go on any single website, you know, on the planet that's running Apache, um, it simply just gives that uh, website your uh, IP address and the user agent. So uh, the IP address is an identifier that can identify you roughly, not you as a singular individual, but identify you uh, as a as a As a device on an internet connection, Uh, and then a user agent, which then would identify you uh, in terms of what are you listening on, what are you viewing this website on. So that that's kind of how Apache access logs work. So every time you go into a website, it'll track that information. It'll see how many down. It'll see how many bytes of uh, a website you've kind of like downloaded to your machine. Because when you're viewing a website. In theory, all you're doing is just downloading those bytes to your machine in, like, a temporary storage, and then and then once you're done with it, it'll just clear it. Downloads work in a very similar concept, you know, to that.
0: For, for someone listening out there, for someone that's thinking to themselves, right, okay... I kind of know what a download is. We know that that's how the web works. So like you said, you know, data gets passed through an Apache log, data gets transferred from the web server down to a computer, which is why sometimes, obviously, you see um, if you go to a website that's been recently updated, you sometimes see like an old version of it because it's, it's, you, you've cached that file and all those bits of data have been transferred to your computer and you've got to kind of clear that cache to go and get the new information. So like you said, that's how the web works. And theoretically, okay, that's how podcast download works. but. We, We know that in podcasting, there are now, because of the IAB and obviously every host that that goes through that certification process, we know there are things that are classed as valid downloads and things that are classed as invalid downloads. Now, one of the biggest questions that podcasters tend to have, and certainly the way that we find that um, with Captivate, is people will say, well, look, I know my downloads are higher because I've listened to my podcast five times today, and I've listened to that episode five times, or my friends have listened to it five times, and they've told me that they've listened to it five times to test it for me. So let's let's talk about that A valid download. What is the criteria? So someone opens up Apple Podcasts or any other podcast player or they listen on the web or wherever they hit play or the podcast has been downloaded to their device. What are the checks that we have to put in place because of things like the IAB the Interactive Advertising Bureau that that, that regulates podcast downloads. What checks do we have to make? in order for that download to be classified as valid?
1: All right, so I'll run through our process uh, for Captivate. Um, So we run through each log. So each log is um, how we get those downloads ingested on our end. Um, and for each log, each line of it is a download request. So you click and play in an episode, um, you pause in an episode and then play in a, about two minutes later in the episode. So pause, play, pause, all of that. So what we do is we run it for a process. So first, first of all, we ensure that it's not a head request. So a head request is just checking to see if it's been updated, to see if it's valid, see if it's there. Um, we also check to make sure it's not a 404. So a four or four request is a download that isn't legitimate. It's not real. It's not. A, it's not a downloadable file as a whole. Um, and we also check for something which is quite important, which is a zero to one byte range request. So zero to one byte range request is actually what Apple Podcasts do um, to get it onto the Apple Podcast store. So your episodes um, so it's a check on their end and we should never count these because these are not legitimate downloads. If we counted these, your download numbers would probably be increased by probably about hundred and fifty percent.
0: That's just Apple basically saying does that file exist
1: is that are we all good to put this on our store yeah? Exactly. So we run through that process first. What we then do uh, is look to see if the download is a full download. So if it's a full 200 request, which means all of the file has been downloaded in its entirety.
0: Would that be if someone has, um, you know, say you subscribe to a podcast and you've got auto download on and you wake up the next morning. Hey, look, there's the podcast accelerator here waiting for you. So that would be one of those downloads. Yeah.
1: That would be be a full download, a 200 request, full download. All the bytes of the file should be in this file. Um, So we we first check for that. We then check to see if it's a partial. So a partial request is a 206 request. What that means is um, you've not downloaded the full amount of these episodes. So a prime example of this is Spotify. So Spotify actually chunks up the files. So what Spotify does is when you press play, on spotify um it doesn't download the file in its entirety in full uh it sends small requests of a certain byte range in smaller chunks so it'll divide the file up onto like 10 lines instead of one so what we do at captivate is we will hash the ip address and the user agent and the media file and we'll ensure that all those 206 partials are added up together as long as they're not the same 206 segments. So as long as it's not the first 5 minutes twice, it will get added up. So you'll then in theory get a full 200 request in theory once it's all been added up.
0: So logically then what 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 happens there then? So just the first part of this is that someone presses play on a download and or on a podcast episode and what we do is we 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 we've already stripped out people like Apple saying, "Hey, look, there's a new file, let's just make sure it exists." So when someone presses play, what we then do is we say, "Right, okay, was this fully downloaded? downloaded? Downloaded in advance, or has someone like Spotify, which doesn't automatically download, you know, you've got to press the download button there. If someone's pressed play on Spotify, because Spotify is sending 10% of the file or 20% of the file at a time to make that downloading quicker, we just go through that process and say, hey, look, this looks like one person downloading one bit of audio, but, you know, it looks like we've seen this request five times because Spotify have broken it up into five pieces. Um, Just on that note then, so that is something that, to the, I guess to the world, people would consider that to be streaming, but of course it's not. It's it's This is progressive downloading where you'll get a percentage of the file thrown at you and then the next percentage. So this is where we are counting up all those pieces of the progressive download and saying, actually, all these requests to our Captivate servers are just one request for one episode from one person. That sounds right, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, that's that's a, actually a valid point. When when you press play on an episode on a player on Google Podcasts on anything, um, if you're just streaming it, if you're playing it, it's still a progressive download. It still counts as a download because that, in theory, is what's what's happening. It's still downloading the file, albeit it's just progressively downloading chunks of the file in segments uh, to not waste all your temporary storage. Um, you know, that's exactly why why it happens like that. Um, so, yeah, perfectly, perfect to the point. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly how it works. Okay, that
0: makes sense. So we figured out, okay, this is uh, Apple's pinged us. Apple has said to us uh, the file exists. Someone's pressed play or they've downloaded it uh, either on Spotify or Apple Podcast. We can see then very clearly that this is a person trying to download an audio file, and we've sent that download to them via uh, the Captivate platform through their RSS feed. What happens next?
1: So then we start to build up uh, in in our in our sense an object so in our object uh, we get like the metadata for this for this actual physical download so we'll get the ID of the episode the the ID for the show um, we'll break down the user agent and parse it and make it uh, readable for for someone who doesn't understand what a user agent is. Um, so a user agent, again, is, is what device they're listening from, what device they're downloading on or, or progressively streaming, uh, progressively downloading. Um, so we build this object up. Um, once we've built this object up, we'll then run it through some geolocation stuff. So again, an IP address doesn't give you an exact location because for gdpr purposes we can't do that and we'd never do that um but what it does give you uh, is a rough idea of a location. So it'll be uh, it's the nearest cabinet generally uh, in terms of what the location is. Uh, and a cabinet is basically where all the data passes through near to a house, a residential place, a commercial place.
0: They're the internet points that you see on the street and, and, and we can, the IP address will tell us, okay, roughly it was, it was this cabinet in this area. So we can see that you've got X amount of downloads from this area in Denver, for example.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so once we've run through that, we'll then run it through um, a user agent known bot list um, and, and we'll ensure that it is a whitelisted user agent. So the, the user agent does exist in its entirety. Uh, it's not false. It's not someone that's just got a script online and it's just downloading loads of episodes to try and bump your stats up. <clears throat> we'll we'll ensure that the uh, the download is legitimate. It's not a bot, so it's not, it's not Googlebot, for example. So Googlebot, when they first started doing um, the content conversion for the transcriptions for their really cool search, um, they crawled lots and lots of podcasts, which saw a massive spike in, in podcast downloads going up. But luckily for us, we already knew that that would be a bot. So we had that on our bot list and it was blocked out completely. Uh, So then we run through to ensure that the IP address of this file that's been downloaded isn't from a blacklist of IPs. We would put something on our blacklist if we deem this IP address to be uh, illegitimate, to, to be possibly a bot. Or a VPN or something that's, we see large amounts of traffic come through the platform um, that aren't real, like mass amounts of downloads in a very small space of time. Um, We'd add this to our blacklist as they can't be legitimate listeners.
0: Yeah, that makes sense so the blacklist of IPS is really um, you, you often find in, in digital in web in, in anything like this that you'll 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 get people trying to game the numbers and re- you know very clever people can write write scripts that will just download a pile of files and make it look like the downloads are, are up these these things crop up you know once a year there's something new in podcasting where someone tries to game this so these these are basically IP addresses where we say oh there's a new something going on there's something there's something new going on where people are trying to scan the download and up the download, so let's blacklist these IPs. Um, but it's not only our IPs. Um, sorry, our our own list of blacklist IPs, is it? We also look at um, known systems, so known blacklists that are already out there. So if it, even if it's not on our blacklist, we do a check to see whether it's on any known lists as well,
1: don't we? As well as that, we also run through um, to ensure that these IP addresses aren't linked to any like AWS servers or so Amazon Web Services um, have got a full range of IP addresses. Um, if it's been downloaded from a server, it can't be a legitimate download um, of a known server. So that's kind of where we run through out in terms of like the IP address checking. Um, the next one's quite a bit more interesting because this is this is one that gets a lot of people um, and. This one is very specific for IAB purposes. So what we do is we ensure that the media file, this download, this episode, hasn't been downloaded in the past 24 hours, which is a rolling period as well, for this unique i this unique user, so which is if someone listens to the, the file or listens to uh, the episode 10 times, we will only count that once. We will not count that 10 times. It will be counted once because of this parameter
0: and that 's actually to do with the the eye version 2 guidelines as well, isn't it? Because ultimately what we're trying to do with this is make sure that we're counting true people. So, you know, we're not we're not actually interested in downloads, mass downloads from one person, because that's not a true reflection of audience or, or of um, even engagement or of, of, of what your podcast is genuinely performing like. So, that would be a very easy way to game it, is just to get everyone to just keep downloading the same file, which of course the IAB is part of V2 spec. That check that we've put in place there just stops people continually downloading in the same thing because the what we're trying to do with the download here is measure the intent, like is the intent to actually listen to it as opposed to just download it. And if you're downloading it 10 times in in a 24-hour period, sure, you might listen to it back on repeat a couple of times, but the intent is for that to count as one listener. That's the goal of that, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 not, to, it's not to make your audience any less in size. It's actually to give you a true reflection of what your audience is.
0: Yeah, and it is. It's that you know that, that that's the point of that IAB V two spec is to make sure that these are not not just downloads, but genuinely as close to being actual people as possible. So that's what that 24-hour filter does. If I've downloaded that file from my device on the same IP address in the same 24-hour rolling period, then of course, I'm just one person. You know, that's the logic behind that one. So what's the last check that we do then? So we've gone through all that process and we are going to recap this. We'll, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll pull this into a process for you
1: just after we go through this last second. But what's the what's the last check that we do? Uh, so the last check is we ensure that of the bytes of the of the you know, the the amount that's been downloaded to, to the device, has there been at least one minute of audio content and the ID three tag size, if it exists, being downloaded, has there been enough? If it hasn't, then it's non compliant. If it has, it is compliant.
0: So that's about data. So basically it's to stop people. Clicking to download a file and very instantly stopping that file download just to again game the downloads. Because what you could theoretically do is fire up your podcast app, press play on a thousand of your episodes and get a thousand downloads that day if this check didn't exist. But what we're saying here is that let's check to make sure enough data has been downloaded to constitute one minute of audio plus the ID3 size. So the the, the the information, the ID3 tags are just information on the file, which adds to the file size. Um, so with all those checks, then we then filter them between non-compliant and compliant downloads and compliant downloads are the things that we show inside download analytics inside Captivate. Now, We also track non-compliant downloads. So there's a lot of companies out there. um, I actually think we were the first that did this when we did it with podcast websites. We showed partial downloads. So we were showing people where if downloads weren't counting against your actual legitimate compliant download metrics, we were showing people why they failed. So you had 200 downloads today that failed that weren't legitimate downloads because actually less than a minute of audio data size have been downloaded i know a few other companies do this now but i think we were the first to do this really really far back in the day um and the challenge with that is that one of the interesting things that comes out of podcasts is that they just want to see the higher numbers so when you show them the partial downloads they're just you know they're very tempted to go to sponsor and say yeah but you know these are my actual compliant numbers but you know we do get all these partial downloads as well. So, you know, kind of, you should probably try and pay for them as like, we've seen people try and get sponsors to pay for the partial downloads as well. So I don't think personally, I don't think that's a, 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 something that people should be showing to everyone all the time. Um, so let's recap this then. So that's a very technical explanation of what constitutes a download. And it's a very deep dive process, but what I want to do now is I will, we'll go through and we'll just recap in a nutshell Here is how a download is counted. So what happens is someone presses play on their podcast app or they've clicked subscribe and the episode gets downloaded out to their device. What we do is we basically check to make sure that is this a bot? Is this a user agent, so a device or an IP combination, that looks like it's a bot? Is it on a blacklist somewhere? Is it is it is it uh, from a known list of servers that we know are naughty bots and not real people? If it's not a bot, we then go and check, actually, has this file been downloaded multiple times in the last 24 hours? Because if so, if we see that 10 times, it's still only one download because it's from the same person in that rolling 24 hour period. And then we check has at least one minute's worth of data plus the ID three tags been downloaded? And if it has, if all those criteria are fine, that's class as a compliant download. Now these things are going to change. Let's be honest. You know, let's let's we are currently at IAB version two. We know there'll be a version three, so these stats will change, but I think it's important for people to understand that what we're trying to do as an industry overall here is make sure that you're not just tracking downloads, but you're getting close to understanding people's behavior. Because what we're, we're only able to track downloads because that's the only metric we've got. Ideally, what we want to be doing is tracking um, the number of people listening to your episode. So all of these filters, they're not there to keep your downloads low. They're actually there to try and get us closer to being a genuine reflection of what your audience size is. Again, that's that's fairly fair, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I can certainly see improvements with the IAB in the future. I think the one minute of audio content is quite small. I'd probably like to see that increased in the future, if possible. There's certainly much more room for improvement, and that's why you know we work. That's why you know we work towards you know with, with the IAB on stuff and features like this.
0: Yeah, well, it's always improving. It's always changing. The podcast industry has it has always been transient, and it continues to change and develop. So, I know that's a very technical deep dive, um, but I think it's important to, for 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 you, the podcaster, to understand exactly what constitutes a download. So, remember, it is essentially does this does this download pass certain criteria? Is it Is it from the same person multiple times within 24 hours? Because if so, it's the same download. Has enough data been downloaded to constitute one minute of audio plus the ID3 tags? Has it come from a legitimate source, from an IP address and a user-agent combination that is not blacklisted across the industry? If you hit that criteria, theoretically, that's fine. But we also do a lot of other filtering, filtering out Google pings, filtering out Apple pings to check everything is all right. So it's very complex. You know, building a hosting platform is not easy. Uh, and certainly, algorithmically, you know, if you look at a lot of a lot of the other companies, you'll, you'll see a lot of people saying how much money they've spent on, on getting themselves IAB compliant and so on and so forth. But ultimately, it's a lot of common sense, but it does take time to build. So when you start to think to yourself, wait a second, I know that I've downloaded this file 10 times today, or my friend has told me out in, in South America that they've downloaded the audio 10 times to help me test it, and I'm only seeing one download. This is why, because we're trying to capture and, and and quantify actual people, not just every single download. And that is how download metrics are counted. That is what constitutes a podcast download. So thanks, Keith. Really appreciate that, dude. Thank you. She's having me on again. Thank you to everyone listening. And uh, as always, go and check out Captivate.fm for your podcast hosting analytics and marketing needs. Until the next time, never forget the more you expect from yourself,
1: the more you will excel.